Good evening, um, ladies and gentlemen, men and women of God. Um, Thank you so much for joining us tonight um, as we gather together on this line to see what God has for us, to see how God wants to move, to see how God shows up and shows out and how God will have his way on the line. So I thank you so much for taking the time out to join us tonight. Um, And, of course, remember we're here every Thursday at 8. First, I want to give thanks to God. God is... It's almost like you don't even have a word. Just all you can do is just like thank him. I don't even have the vocabulary to even tell you how much he means to me, to us, and just what he's done and what he's doing. So I give all honor to God for this moment for you you ladies and gentlemen and women and men of God and just for this moment I just thank him so much I second of all want to thank Apostle Joanne for giving me this opportunity thank you so much for um, this is what you do behind the scenes for all of us. Thank you. You are appreciated. Um, and I want to thank my husband for just being there as well. Thanks for his patience and his love and his just his just just him being him. So, um. Actually, as a matter of fact, I want to bring my husband on so that he can pray us and say a prayer and we'll go on from here. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you again this day just to tell you thank you. Tell you thank you, God, for who you are, Lord God you are in our lives right now, Lord God, because you know everything about us, Lord, even the number of hairs that we have on our head, Lord God. And Father, right now, for this purpose, for this moment, Lord God, we need a word from you, Lord God. Father, we just pray that you make your word simplistic, Lord God, to us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our mind, Lord God. And, Father, we also pray that you speak to the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord God, that they would receive what you have to say tonight, Lord. Father, we just pray that we would decrease, that you would increase in us, Lord God. With this word, Lord, we we expect for everyone to hear you, Lord God, not hear us. Father, we just pray that your anointing will fill this place, Lord God, 
over the airwaves, Lord God. Touch each and every one, Lord God, in the areas of their need. Father God, we're asking for that prick, Lord. We're asking for that nudge, Lord God. Speak to us, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Um, we're going to first of all um, read from the scripture of Second Kings chapter 13. Okay? And we're going to read out the NLT. Second <clears throat> Kings chapter 13, 14 to 20 is actually where we're going. Okay? And it reads Elisha, Elisha's final prophecy. And it says, when Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open the eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha, Elijah proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked, up, picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Um, groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. So the title of my message is Don't Stop Now, okay? Being that King Jehoash shot the arrow towards the east, Elijah had told the king that God had, had given him victory over Syria. Um, but because of his wavering faith, he only struck the ground three times, causing only three victories when he should have kept striking the ground. And since he did not, again, he only conquered it, like he only had victory three times. And the thing is, is doesn't that sometimes sound like us, that we get afraid at times um, don't we feel like um, like God is not going to bless us when he says he is? And because of our wavering faith, we this may hinder or delay our blessings that God has promised, okay? Sometimes we can give up too soon or we can quit too soon. And that's what brings me back to my title, Do Not Stop Now. Don't Stop Now. I'm also going to um, read 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. It says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We quit too soon. We stop too soon because of the world, 
the the um, cares of life because of what's going on around us. But why do we quit? Okay, is it because we think that God doesn't hear us? Is it because we think that we have done so much wrong that God does not want, you know, to do anything for us? Um, or is it because you think you're not worthy? Is it because you don't know who you are? Is it because there's too much pain or is it because it's too uncomfortable? You don't always know what's around the corner. God will reveal things in due time. Just don't quit. Let me just give you like a a quick example or something. So say for instance you were going to apply for a job. Now, if somebody would have told you that that boss was going to mistreat you or that your coworkers were not going to like you or you were going to be miserable there, you probably would not have taken the job. But think about it. Since you did take that job, look at how many people have gotten saved because you spread the word of Jesus Christ. Also, I'm also give you another example of one day, one time I went to a mountain retreat, you know, with the with the church, and um, I was excited to climb this mountain. Everybody was just so excited to climb this mountain. The thing about it is that I was in the last group because <laughs> I did not know what I was getting myself into. All I know is I was about to climb this mountain. I ain't never did it before. I was going hiking or something. I was just, like, up for the adventure. But as I got probably not even halfway up that mountain, I quickly was like, I mean, what did I get myself into? What? Why did I do this? And a, a few times I stopped. A few times I wanted to just turn around and go back down the mountain. There was a few times that I had to sit down and just wanted to give up. But there was a man of God there pushing me. Come on, you can do it. You got this. He stayed with me every step of the way. Everybody was going to the top of the mountain. I was like one of the last ones, actually. I was actually the last one to make it up the mountain, and I was getting frustrated. I was embarrassed because I felt like I was holding everybody up, that everybody was up there on the mountain, and I was so upset but I was just like, I have to do this. I have to do this because my kids are up there waiting on me, and people are waiting on me. They're, they're waiting on me to, to get up this mountain. But I'm telling you, it was not comfortable at all. That man of God who was helping me, I'm sure he saw the good, the bad, and the ugly because I was mad one minute, then I was being motivating the next minute. I'm like, okay, I got this. And, and, I, and I was getting mad again, and he was like, come on, you got this. And he just kept pushing me. But I'm telling you, when I got to the top of that mountain, I, everybody was cheering me on. They were happy. I was happy because I made that step, something I've never done before. Now, if somebody would have told me in the beginning that that mountain was that high, I probably would have said, hey, how about I just wait down here and I wait for y'all to get back, you know, come back. But I'm glad I didn't because that was another accomplishment. I have never done that before, and that showed me some strength 
within me, you know, something that I had in me. So I'm so glad that God gave me the strength to keep going, to keep pushing, to not quit. You understand what I'm saying? Because what if I would have quit? I would have thought myself as I could have made it. I, I could have just kept, you know, you, have, you know all the thoughts you have after you quit, and you're like, why didn't I just go a little further? Why didn't I just do it a little bit longer? Why I could have just, you see what I'm saying? So I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad somebody didn't say, hey, you know that mountain is about 50 stories high. I would have said, well, you know what? I'm going to be 50 steps down here sitting on these steps waiting on y'all. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is I'm so glad I did it. And you don't know was all around the corner all the time. And sometimes we just have to be patient because we know that whatever we do, God is going to make it for our good. He's going to turn it around, and it's going to be for our good. Um, I'm going to also give you a quick example real quick about my marriage, okay? My husband is going to probably look at me. But the thing about it is that before I met him, I was a single mom for 17 years. And at this point, I actually accepted the fact that I may be single, and I was actually kind of okay with it because of all the nonsense that you kind of got to go through. And I was a single parent, and when I met him, it was funny because I had made actually a dating profile, not even a dating profile. I was just looking for some friends. I like just, you know, some people to chit-chat to. And I actually got tired of the nonsense. So I actually went online to delete my profile online, and I was just going to say, you know what, I'm done with this. I went up there to, to delete it, and I saw a message from my husband. Well, he wasn't my husband at the time, but you get the point. And I actually was like, you know what, I'm going to see what he got to say real quick. This is going to be a hot two seconds, because usually we know how the conversation going to turn. So I said, let me just see what he got to say real quick, delete my profile, and be done with this. But we actually started to get into some interesting conversation, and when I heard he was a man of God, that really, like, wow. And we just from there became friends and just talked and got closer and closer. And then when I first saw him, because, again, this was over the Internet, we hadn't seen each other, and when I first saw him, he was totally not, and he knows I'm going to say this, but he was totally not my type. I'm used to thuggish, baggy pants and you know, tattoos, that's my that's the kind of guy I always went for. And my husband was opposite of that. But I'm trying to tell you that to tell you this. If I would have just went by what I wanted and me, I already had been waiting for so long, you know, for the right one. And if I would have just looked at him, I would have missed out on so much because my husband is exactly what I needed. My husband was who I needed. My husband is someone who actually loves me, and he's not playing games, and he's not, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? So if, what I'm saying is that if I would not, if I would have just been impatient and, you know, I forget this, and, and, and mind you, all this time I had been praying for God to send me a man that loves me, that was going to love me, unconditionally, you know, be a father to my children and who I can grow with and love, and this is exactly who he sent to me. And I'm not saying that it was easy 
all the time because it wasn't. But we continued to work through it because we know that God was going to be in the middle of this helping us to work it out. And that was the best decision that I could have made. So what I'm saying is that I know it was lengthy, but what I'm trying to say is don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing in God. Um, sometimes the wait is for a reason. Just like in Romans 5 and 35, Romans 5, verses 3 and 4, it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, but we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. So again, there's sometimes a reason. Just be patient. God will give you what you need in due time. Just keep pushing. Do not give up. Don't quit too soon. But the question is, is how bad do you want it? Some of us are not doing enough to get the results for our breakthrough. We are all going through our process. Everybody's process is different. But continue to love God. Continue to pray. Continue to worship. Continue to read his word. Continue to carry your cross. Continue to look to God because he is your help. Continue to cry out to the Lord. Continue to have faith. Continue to tarry. Continue to push. God has your back. And all things are in God's timing. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Keep pushing through the pain. Keep pushing through the tears. Keep pushing through the lonely times. Keep pushing through the confusion. Keep pushing through the divorce. Keep pushing through the job loss. Keep pushing through the dry spells. Keep pushing through the frustrations. Keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. All right? We even when you want to get give up, keep pushing. You have to. Amen. Amen. And just to to, to say a little bit on what uh the Lord of God just said is that see, God does not give us the answers in the middle. He'll give us the ending, just like Joseph. The Bible said that God showed Joseph a dream. And and, and Joseph said, that, yeah, my brothers had bowed down to it. But, but Joseph didn't realize he had to go through what he went through to get to that position. And see, that's how God is with us. He does not give us everything. He does not give us all the answers. Sometimes he'll give us bits and pieces every now and then. And then the thing about it is that with the scriptures that the woman of God read, even though we may, may be pressed on all sides, we must keep our trust in God. We cannot give up. We realize that the road may be rough. We realize that the road may be tough. We realize that we're going to have some that's going to mistreat us. We realize that we're going to have some that's going to, that's going to scandalize our name and, and, and say everything about us but a child of God. You know, and, and see, we're going to have these things. We're going to have these trials and tribulations. But see, the thing about it is that we just have to hold on and keep our faith and don't give up. And see, with the man of God, with the king, King Johash, Johash he, he had wavering faith. See, if he would have struck the arrow five or six times in the ground, he would have defeated his enemy. But see, with his, his wavering faith, he only believed that 
that, okay, this is just only going to be something. You know, it's only going to be what it's going to be. So I'm going to strike this arrow just three times. And the man of God got upset with him. And see, the thing about it is that we've got to learn how to be aggressive. If God has promised us something, we've got to be aggressive and go for it. We've got to be aggressive and grab it. No matter what is going on around us, we have to be aggressive and grab it. But don't give up. Amen. And also for the person on the line, whoever you are, I know things right now may just seem like it's hopeless. And I know right now it just seems like things are not falling into place or going the way that you want it to go. But you have to keep going. Look, Jesus could have stopped when he was carrying that cross. You know what I'm saying? He could have stopped. But he had, he had something in mind, and it was us. So we owe it to him to not quit because he didn't quit. What if he would have quit? What if he would have quit? What kind of God will we have will serve? But he gave us a good example. Keep going. Even when he did a 40-day fast, he could have just fasted three times and said, you know what, I think that will do it. But you know what, he kept pushing through. And at the end of that 40-day fast, who was there? The enemy. Don't let the enemy distract you from what God has for you. Whoever you are, keep pushing. It may take one more shout. It may take one more tear. It may take one more prayer. Don't stop. I know you're frustrated. I know you're hurt. I know on the outside you're smiling and everybody thinks you're okay, but on the inside you're dying. But let me tell you something. Keep going. Don't stop because at the end of it, you're going to be so glad you did. And God is going to be right there cheering you on saying, you did it. You did it. I knew you could do it. Just like he gave that um, for Job. He, he knew Job was going to come through. He was like, go ahead. Try Job. How about that, Satan? Try Job. Job went through all these things. Anybody, I'm telling you, who, I know y'all can't talk to me right now, but who, how many people would have lasted that long? Even after you lost your children, all of them, not one or two, all of them. And then you lost your wealth, like your, your cattle and then your mate. Like you, he lost everything. Some of us would have gave up, would have went in the cave like, like, um, I'm drawing a blank. He wanted to go in the cave. Is it? I want to say Elijah. And he, you know, with Jezebel, yeah. And and he wanted to die. Like, you know, what I'm saying it's like he. It's like he wanted to give up. But Job kept going. He didn't curse God because he knew that God was going to be there for him. He was there for him every step of the way, and he made it through. And what did God do? He gave him more than he had the first time. 
more children, more cattle, more servants. So you can't stop. Whoever you are, you cannot stop. You've got to keep going. I know it hurts. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's painful. But you've got to keep going. There's so many people that are dependent on you. There are people that are dependent on you, and they see your strength. When they see that strength, it's going to make them strong. And know that God is your strength, that God is going to get you through. Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep worshiping. Those tears are being caught by our Father. You're not letting them go to the ground. Keep pushing. Don't give up. We all feel like we got to stop. It's too much, that we can't go no further. Or why me? Why me? Turn it around. Why not you? Because God knows that you got this, and he's right there. You may feel like he's far away, but he's even closer. So keep going. Keep pushing. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep worshiping. Keep getting the word. Keep reading the word. And God is going to do the rest. Just keep going. So anything else you want to say? No, All right. So, again, again, my title was Don't Stop Now. And thank you so much, men and women of God, for taking this time out. Um, and I hope you all know you're all going to have a great night. Thank you. Amen. <laughs>